Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Becoming Fully Human podcast. Mi nombre es Camila. Today we're doing a Mexico update solo episode. I got an email from a woman um, asking for one and I thought it was actually a great idea. I have not um, done any really personal, although arguably they're all very personal in one way or another, but kind of a personal life update and um, following the episode that was very um, popular about my move to Mexico, I thought it would be a good time since I've been here for almost almost seven months now. I got here, um, I got to Mexico, well, I'm actually currently in Colombia, so yeah, I'm on a three-week vacation in Colombia visiting a friend doing a retreat and a big hike um so not currently in Mexico but um yeah I got to Mexico December 1st of 2021 and it is now mid-June so this is actually my first time leaving Mexico since I got there and yeah a little bit daunting to leave to be honest it's a strange time to be traveling um i think the next pandemic is probably looming and i predict some border closures and lockdowns and all that kind of charade again probably by the end of this year so anyways the opportunity to come to columbia popped up and i took it but yeah leaving was strange Um, I'm loving it in Mexico. Uh, I got, I've got a bunch of questions. I got people to submit. um, I posted saying I was going to do an episode about my kind of life in Mexico now. And I got a lot of great questions that probably don't even require any kind of introduction. But anyways, here I am rambling for a few minutes. Uh, First about Mexico. Um... Yeah, so when I landed, I spent a week in Mexico City. That was where I recorded the podcast, kind of detailing the journey over and all that. Mexico City is actually an incredible city. Um, I like it very much there, minus the intense pollution and lack of access to nature. Um as far as the city goes like it's kind of exciting and there's a lot of stuff to do and people are super nice there's great food um but yeah mexico city is intense on the nervous system and pretty expensive and the plan from there was always to come to oaxaca so it was a week in mexico city just to rest which in retrospect i do not recommend it is not the most ideal place to rest i like had to ground. I was finding like patches of dirt in dog parks to earth myself after that enormous flight um, journey over. Anyways, Mexico City is not really the place for rest. But then came to Oaxaca, which is where I have lived since December. And yeah, I didn't really research Oaxaca much, to be honest. I it kind of popped up in my research when I was deciding which country to move to. And then when I had kind of figured out that Mexico was um, the top contender, Oaxaca just kind of like hollered my name. Um, And yeah, I didn't really do that much research about it. 
anytime I mentioned that I was moving to Oaxaca, anyone who'd been to Oaxaca just loves it and said it's the best. And so I kind of took that as an affirmation that it was probably a good choice, at least to start. And the plan, I mean, really was to just kind of go with the flow. It is just to go with the flow. I've been in Oaxaca for six and a half months, but I don't really know what the long term holds. Um, as you probably know by now, I am um, not into the vaccine. I am not into the mandates. I'm not interested in participating in this whole new world order. So that is the reason I moved to Mexico. And in that sense, I feel um, I feel like I deeply made the right choice. I think I mean on many levels. I know a few people asked this question in one way or another, and I don't think that there's a right answer. I don't think that any place in the world is completely immune to what's going on, but my experience in Mexico has been relatively free. There is a lot of mask wearing in in Oaxaca still to this day. Even Well, it's getting better actually. It's definitely getting better than when I arrived, um, but there's this like cultural indoctrination, you know, with this kind of stuff. I was actually speaking to a Mexican um, man sitting next to me on the flight over to Colombia, and he was asking me like, you know, do you feel safe and in Mexico, and you know what, you know what brought you here and all this stuff, and we kind of just unpacked. It would have been probably would have been a great podcast episode actually um but yeah he was saying he lives in mexico city and he was saying like the the mask scene there is actually a lot better than in oaxaca it's particularly bad in oaxaca city i'm not exactly sure why um i've had a lot of conversations with people about it personally i do not wear one and i've never well that's a lie i've had i've gotten shade thrown at me a couple of times um usually by foreign tourists that are projecting their unhealed childhood trauma onto me um no but i mean i understand i in one sense i deeply understand the mask thing you know our culture and societies and just just generationally really on the planet at the moment people live in fear and this pandemic has been an opportunity for people to like express their fears in a very visible way um but yeah i haven't really had that much at all maybe a couple of people um, tell me to put a mask on and i just keep walking so in that sense oaxaca has been great i mean i really don't enjoy seeing the masks um i find that strange i find it dissociative and disconnecting and like in the long run, seeing kids and stuff in masks is like disturbing to me. Um, but in terms of personal liberties, there's really the only time I have to put a mask on is to enter this organic courtyard. They like take your temperature very loosely, like on your wrist, and half the time she misses and it like beeps error and she doesn't care. But she does. They do make you put the mask on just to walk in the door, and then you can take it off. It's I mean, it's a whole clown show. We know this, but apart from that, um, Mexico is still, you know, no PCRs, 
no vaccines. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got more to say on that, but I think I'll answer it later in the Q&A. Um, so what else? Oh yeah, well, initially the plan was Oaxaca with an openness to see what, you know, else Mexico had to offer, go with the flow at the moment with the state of the world. I mean, part of me wants to lay down roots. I'm so ready for that, you know, chapter of my life of really settling down. I thought that was going to happen in Australia, to be honest. But life had different plans. So I, you know, a big part of me wants to lay down roots in Mexico. I'm very happy here. Well, again, currently in Colombia, but I'm very happy there. And, um, and simultaneously with the state of the world, it's kind of this like, it's hard. It's hard to make a choice of how much to settle. Like if, you know, if, um, if shit hits the fan in Mexico and, you know, picking up and going to the next spot is what, um, life calls for, then I'm open to that. But I am getting the strong inclination to move somewhere outside of the city because Oaxaca is a city. I mean, it's a small city and I live, um, outside of the city center. So it's actually quite peaceful in my suburb. Um, but yeah, I, I personally am getting the call to move a couple of hours, probably outside of the city, um, into the mountains and start growing food and becoming a little bit more self-sufficient. So yeah, that's kind of that. Um, I did a bit of travel. Uh, where have I been? I've been to the coast twice. I went into the mountains I went and visited a friend in Acapulco. Um, a few of I mean, I, I've made quite a few friends now in Oaxaca City. The community there is is pretty incredible. Um, I think though that the community everywhere has the potential to be incredible, and um, it really depends how much you put yourself out there and to what degree you're open to connecting with people. Like um, since I've gotten. It really feels like a completely new chapter since I've gotten to Mexico. I have been hosting a static dance most, well, pretty much once a week. I mean, I miss some Saturdays, but pretty much every Saturday um, I host a static dance for two hours. And it, I don't know, it's been like a coming out of my hermit shell, which I've probably unintentionally a little bit intentionally been in for um, many years of you know it's comfortable for me behind the screen um and staying kind of close-knit with my friends and not opening up too much to the world at large and since I've been here there's just been this desire to open and soften and spend more time in my feminine which really has led me to this like insatiable urge to dance and there has been there was no dance that I could find. I mean, there was some um, form of like kind of guided f free movement, but with more structure. And she required um, participants to wear a mask. And I am not interested in doing that. So I just decided to start my own dance. And it's been so incredible. Like dance has completely changed my life in 
yeah, I think I'm going to record a whole podcast episode on that because I've got a lot to say about it. But so I've been hosting these dance once a week and there's something so magical about a static dance, like the kind of person that wants to go into a room with strangers and dance soberly in the daytime, like it attracts a special kind of human. So I've met some incredible people and from these ecstatic dances, they kind of evolved into women's day retreats, which also has been such like a deep, deep calling to host these events and to gather women and to heal as women in very a very natural way. Like the day is so organic and and low-key like we do a temescal ceremony um, a women's circle there's you know sunbathing and swimming in this blue lotus pond and then a beautiful farm to table lunch and it's just been yeah it's been this like I, I guess connector for women and so has the dance and so the community in Oaxaca is definitely incredible but I don't think it's this like it's not the answer like there is no answer I think it's important for people to realize that because a lot of people have been I get these messages no matter where I live in the world actually like this oh I'm you know I want to move to Sydney or Western Australia or you know any place that I've lived in the world there's like this like oh that place looks amazing and every place looks amazing like there's no there's nothing really special and yet there's something extremely special about every place. It's like the nothing all in, and nothing, right? There's, you can find magic anywhere is what I'm trying to say. And, um, and if you're chasing some answer that you think is uh, like outside of yourself, you're never going to find it outside of yourself. So yeah, if you're considering the move to Mexico to escape the tyrannical like New World Order... I would say yes, do it. Um, And acknowledging that like life also, there's this degree of like, you know, life has a plan for you. So surrendering to what feels good in your body and true in your body. And if you hear the calling to do something and it might be very scary, it most likely will be very scary. Like I, uh, it's not for me. I have been like globe trotting for as long as I can remember so for me picking up and moving my whole life from one day to the next feels very like normal um but I understand for a lot of people it's not so normal and you know I came here with um some of my closest friends that sold their house and left their Australian life you know they sold their house and and left their dog and so it's not to say that like it shouldn't it should be easy it's it's not about necessarily things being easy but there's a quote that I think I said in my last podcast and it's better a year too early than day too late and shit's going down (laughs) in our world at the moment so you know being tied to what feels familiar and to your material possessions and to your routine and you know being influenced by the judgments of your family and friends who don't necessarily understand uh the like how real (laughs) the situation of the world is right now um none of that matters like what matters is you living your life in integrity and 
tuning into your heart and your soul and your spirit and saying you know guide me and what feels good in your body and then doing that no matter what the story and the mind's going to come in saying you know you should do this or you need this or we've invested too much time in this land or blah 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 like or have community here like at the end of the day you are a sovereign being and you will create community anywhere you will you know make new friends you will grow new vegetables you'll figure it out it's really tuning in to what like your life path is and honoring that so anyways okay intro ramble over i think um the questions kind of really are all over the place so i think anything that i really would like to say will probably be said um in answering these questions so let's start here um i would love to hear how you like oaxaca city how the energy is there do you feel a sense of community um so i kind of touched on that already um i do feel a deep sense of community actually it's probably the one thing that is making me unsure about moving out of the city and you know doing the whole land thing um because i have found incredible women in oaxaca like it is a hub for strong women something's going on um with the women in oaxaca like the sisterhood is amazing and i've just been so surrounded with like-minded inspiring incredible women so i do feel a huge sense of community um i'm working on integrating more with the local community the local oaxacan community that is definitely the challenge of that is communication um another one of the questions was how's your spanish and my spanish is okay i definitely get by um it is a work in progress and especially since i envisioned myself in this part of the world for a long time um, i'm now taking it slow i made the mistake of doing an intensive where it was two weeks of spanish school it was four or five hours a day i forget um five days a week with no breaks like you were getting 10 minute break to like breathe basically and then go back into it and i I thought I was doing myself a service in doing like this big intensive and in retrospect it was a huge mistake because I essentially like burnt out like my brain I've I've actually never experienced that maybe I experienced it in like primary school when you would just get home and like be completely fried like I felt brain dead and like things like I don't I don't watch TV and I would get home at the end of a school day and just like need to watch television like my my whole my brain was fried I don't know what else I don't know how else to say it it just felt completely fried and I it shut down to to learning anything like th- that has been now what like may over maybe 2 months ago more than that and i have not studied spanish since i have had zero capacity to the thought of learning anything new is nauseating and i'm slowly getting over it like i can feel hopefully after this trip in colombia i will like go back into it but 
and it's not just Spanish that I had to stop practicing. I the muscle checking course, like all, all these things that I was like, I love learning new things. Like I just, it's part of like, I don't know, my astrology, my human design, I don't know, just being human and being fascinated about things. Like I enjoy learning and that part of me shut down. So um, I would have been way better off doing the slow and steady approach and just kind of picking up things slowly, doing one-on-ones a couple of times a week and yeah, so my Spanish is okay. I get by, like I can speak Spanish, you know, day-to-day stuff, but I am not so hot with the past and future tense. And I do, like I'm fluent in French, so that stuff I should be able to pick up very easily had I not um, fried my brain in that intensive. So yeah, hopefully that passes soon because I'd really like to be able to communicate on a more like, on a deeper level, not on such a, you know, superficial level, which you can only really communicate as, as deeply as you can speak the language. And I've got a ways to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next question is, do you feel safe? in Mexico and yes I feel very safe um it's kind of been mind-boggling to witness people's stories that they have about Mexico being like super unsafe um which is essentially Hollywood brainwashing like straight up it is Hollywood brainwashing because there's danger everywhere like part of the human experience involves risk there's risk going into a car there's risk going on a plane there's risk you know starting your own business when you enter a relationship you're risking heartbreak like risk is a part of life and the narrative that we're fed by Hollywood and mainstream media decides what places look safe and what places don't when the reality is every country has dangerous parts to it. There's places with more crime. There is places with, um, you know, higher income uh, inequality, which breeds crime. And like just in general, like It baffles me truly to see how like viscerally afraid some people are of Mexico and this like before leaving um, a friend's dad had told us like you need to watch I think the movie is called Man on Fire let me have my computer in front of me Man on Fire is that it yeah Man on Fire what's his name that dude Denzel Washington and Dakota Dakota Fanning and he was like you have to watch Man on Fire like I can't believe you guys are going to Mexico and because my friends moved here with their two young daughters and he's like it's you know Man on Fire is gonna happen to you and we watched Man on Fire and Man on Fire is a movie about the dad coordinating a fake kidnapping that goes wrong like it's not that the kid was kidnapped by um locals it was that the dad anyways it was like kind of nonsense and it's not to say that there isn't crime in Mexico and that there isn't dangers in Mexico there absolutely is but there also is in almost every country like unless and that's 
I was gonna say unless you're living in Scandinavia and that's not true like Scandinavia is changing rapidly like the immigration policies is changing that part of the world dramatically I won't go too into that because it's a pretty controversial topic not that I normally stray away from those but it's kind of off topic but so the point is basically there's safe places and there's dangerous places and life requires a degree of mindfulness you know like not going to the more dangerous parts of town especially at night um being mindful with how flashy you are like you know don't walk around with your cell phone in your hand maybe and overall I do know people who have been robbed um in Oaxaca since I've been there and yet I just feel safe I feel safe and I I mean my lifestyle is particularly it lends itself to feeling safe like I go to bed at 8 30 you know I don't drink um I don't party at night I definitely think doing those things adds a layer like anytime you're um drunk kind of like stumbling the streets to be honest I do think doing that in Canada is probably safer like I'm glad I I was a degenerate university student in Montreal probably as opposed to like maybe Mexico City but even then I don't know I don't know I think that there's just danger everywhere and there's important like it's important to be mindful but personally I do feel very safe and the safety has actually grown the longer I've been there I remember when I walked down there's a path behind my house like a dirt path that goes to a different suburb and I walked there once at dusk and I was like kind of a little bit afraid and really on like you know really had my eyes peeled and for other people but that was also brainwashing from like just before leaving everyone being like oh my god Mexico Mexico this Mexico that and the longer I've lived there the more relaxed I've been still being mindful still like you know same way that I would be mindful going out in downtown Toronto when I lived there like there's just yeah it exists everywhere the danger and the safety it's not like isolated particularly not to a country like there are places within each country that are more dangerous than others and Oaxaca feels great um the next question is has anything changed for you since you arrived does it still feel like the right choice um I mean, lots of things have changed in terms of my life. Um, All for the best, I would say. Um, And a lot have had to do with being in Mexico and just this, yeah, there's a vibrancy to this country. Like, I love, I love Mexico deeply. And it's waking up parts of me that have not been touched in this lifetime and has reawakened my femininity and my desire to connect with people and hold space especially for women but people in general men and women um and does it feel like the right choice 100 percent a hundred percent feels like the right choice i i don't even know what else to say about that 100 percent i guess The caveat is, like I said earlier, there is no, you know, in air quotes, right choice for everyone. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I'm stoked on the decision. I feel super good here and I do not regret it at all. Um, what's the next one? Are you going to be able to extend your tourist visa? Um, someone else asked another similar question. What was it? Let me just find it so I can see it. I think they're slightly different. Mm, oh, yeah. The other one is, did you get temporary residency? Um, so, uh, extending... Oh, yeah, and there's a third one. What is the process to live in Mexico permanently? Is it just leaving after 100 days and coming back all the time or a certain visa, etc.? So, the visa situations... Um, one of the great things about Mexico is you can pretty much buy your way to anything. Um, so in terms of leaving the country, I have not left the country. You can um, extend your visa by paying for it, basically, without leaving the country. Um, you can exit and re-enter. It's not 100 days. It's 180 days. It, how long you get kind of does depend. There was a bit of dramas, I think, on a lot of the online forums discussing the um, the visa stamp. Like, you're given a certain amount of days when you come in. And I think there's a lot of... It's kind of a little bit like Russian roulette. Like, some people say... Like, you're supposed to have a return flight booked. And some immigration agents do not give a shit so you'll walk in they'll give you 180 days no questions asked others are kind of probing and they want to know when your return flight is and they want to see an itinerary and um i've heard of people getting seven days i've heard of people getting 30 days um but like i said there is a way around essentially everything here um, so even if you get a very small amount of days on entry, you can, for about a hundred bucks, get another stamp that says 180 days. And yep, you can keep doing that. Um, but eventually you will start being asked more questions. So the answer really is temporary residency and temporary residency. I have not done that yet. I had intended to do it um, because I had just got my passport stamped. I had intended to do it by the end of those 180 days, but um, I ended up coming to Colombia. So I will be pursuing my temp residency when I get back. And the way to do that, there's like so many different ways. Um, the first is showing a certain amount in your bank account. I'm actually not too sure what that number is um, the second is showing a steady stream of income from abroad so if you're a freelancer I think it's about 3,000 US a month if you make you can apply for temporary residency um, what else you can get sponsored by a company here and get temp residency you can there's i mean there's a bunch of ways and then the last way is just to pay for it there's like i said you can buy your way to essentially everything here and to buy temp residency it's about 
three to five thousand US and you get four years temporary residency and then from there you can apply for permanent residency. Um, so yeah, haven't done that yet, but that is the plan when I return. Um, the next question is, do you feel more at home in Mexico or wherever you go is home to you? I do feel deeply at home here. I, I feel at home most places I go. Um, I wouldn't necessarily build a home in some of the places I've been like there are there's a certain energy in which I feel deeply held by a country um, I have felt that in Greece in Portugal in Australia in Denmark and in Mexico those countries I would actually live long term um, but ultimately I feel at home in my body I think that the more embodiment practices and you know healing of the childhood wounds and reclamation of the feminine and healing the mother and father wound the masculine feminine all that stuff I just feel deeply at home in my body so at this point I'm pretty unattached to uh, the definition of home as it like is outside of my body but I definitely feel at home in Mexico I feel um, yeah, I feel like I could lay down roots here very easily. And particularly in the state of Oaxaca, I just love, like, I feel alive here. The food is incredible. The people are nice. The weather's great. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do feel at home here. Um, next question is, are there chemtrails over there? Yes, there are. <laughs> There was a huge one over my house the day before I left for Colombia. Um, apparently, there didn't really used to be, and now there are increasingly. So, yep, chemtrails in Oaxaca. There are definitely. They're not as like they're not as common as some places. Like my friend um, just got back from the UK, and it was almost. It was almost laughable. Like, I did have a laugh. It's such a clown show. Every photo she took was, like, tic-tac-toe in the sky over there. So it's not that bad. But there definitely are chemtrails here, too. Uh, the next question is, is it safe for expats to own a land slash farm? We're afraid of being targeted for appearing rich. So that is definitely i think the issue in terms of being um a, a target for crime is like you know the the fact that there is e extreme um income discrepancy between the rich and the poor and the crimes that i have heard of happening even actually a, a dear friend that grew up in mexico um, one of her neighbors had like, you know, it was an intense story, but they lived in a double gated community. So for me, part of the avoiding crime is definitely not being flashy. Like you don't want to appear very rich and living in a mega mansion, you know, behind um, the, there's a lot of gated communities uh, in Mexico. Um 
it lends itself to like that person has something worth taking but in terms of a land slash farm that to me is not doesn't fall under the category of appearing rich I guess it depends what kind of house you plan on building and where but it's an enormous country and there are a lot of very rural beautiful like peaceful towns that to me that does not apply like the 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 rich thing is really more of a city problem so I don't think you plan on building a farm or getting land in the heart of a city and I would just get to know the like there are politics everywhere there's some towns that are not as welcoming to expats. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with degeneracy of tourism and also drug culture. So do your research. Like I just met a woman um, actually at a static dance last Saturday and she initially had, her and her partner had envisioned to stay in this one town and, you know, a small little remote town in the mountains. But there became... I think it took about two years to kind of realize there was a quite a big clash with the expats because of the drug culture. And so being um, American, she just was kind of lumped into the narrative that the expats come for the magic mushrooms. And I think there's other drugs being um, fabricated in that town. And you know, the government wanted it on the money. So anyways, there's this like divide between the locals and the expats, but she's found another town very close by to that initial um, Pueblo. And in that town, the expats and locals live together very peacefully and there's completely different energy. So it's, you know, the whole, is it safe thing? It, you can't apply that to an entire country. Having crossed australia um you know did it having done that road trip before i left there are parts of australia that are absolutely unsafe as hell particularly in the middle of the northern territory there is gang violence and severe alcoholism and a lot of there's a danger so i would not suggest you know getting land next to that town either um so doing your research coming getting to know the community, getting to know people, seeing how it feels. There's absolutely places to do the whole land, farm, homesteading thing um, that are safe. And also, like, give back to the community. Like, connect with the community. Become a part of the community. Um, Yeah. Okay, next question is, what are you doing for water? Uh, The water situation in Oaxaca sucks. Um, Big time. It's definitely one of the reasons for leaving. Probably one of the primary reasons. Um, if shit hits the fan, Oaxaca's in big trouble in terms of water. It is particularly bad there. I mean, we're going into the wet season, so things now are like green. And in the mountains, there's going to be more running water. But the city itself is not... Um, set up like houses all have tanks basically and water trucks come and fill up the tanks and in terms of drinking water I don't really drink water so I'm not too concerned about that like we do um at my house I get delivered spring water 
but it's in these big like blue jugs it's kind of the same situation i had going on in toronto it's not living water it's just not filled with chemicals like city tap water is but it's still dead water and also water doesn't hydrate plain water does not hydrate so i use that for you know washing fruit rinsing fruit i use it um i don't really drink it all that much to be honest so like if i take magnesium at night i'll take a shot of that spring water but it's not ideal and it's not ideal in terms of health it's not in ideal in terms of self-sufficiency um i know a lot of the little towns the pueblos that i'm considering in terms of like getting out of the city there's a lot of lush little towns where there's rivers and streams and wells so uh, currently it's not ideal but in the long run it will be a driving factor for where i move to um next question is where do you get most of your food so on the other hand food in oaxaca is 10 out of 10 like the quality of food is incredible um there's just the state it's in of itself is so it grows incredible food there's uh, like the freshest everything fruits are off the chain pretty much at the moment i'm eating fruit and meat and there are great cooperatives that kind of uh round up local organic um fruit veg meat all the stuff and they deliver once a week i'm also um get deliveries from a local regenerative farm once a week um i have not well i've stepped into a supermarket only to buy apple cider vinegar which i can obviously live without so in terms of shit hitting the fan in the food situation i would say oaxaca is incredible um because sorry apparently talking for 42 minutes is drying my throat out um yeah because every you can buy 100 percent of your food from the tianguis which are like little street markets from the mercados the markets there are markets every day of the week all across town like there are more markets than you could even dream of there's covered markets street markets open air markets there is permanently people selling things um, on street corners. There's such an abundance of incredible fruit. There's great local meat. Like the food scene is in Oaxaca is just off the chain. And having done a little bit of travel to other places, it really does not compare. Oaxaca, I think as a state, but particularly Oaxaca City, has amazing food. Even like there's organic Um, food stalls that make food without vegetable oils like there's just such good the food is amazing 10 out of 10 um so yeah i get my food from a uh like food cooperative that delivers and then i also go to the markets pretty much every day like to get coconuts and um there's a lot of the word in spanish is criollo and it's like kind of um it's like backyard grown so a lot of um, women and men will come down from the mountains and at the markets you'll see them they're on the floor as opposed to set up with tables and they just have like 
a tarp and they have their little like backyard grown um goods and yeah handmade tortillas made with just like just 100% criollo corn everything is so fresh and amazing like it's beyond the food is so good okay um the next question is is it an environment you could see yourself staying there long term um i kind of have answered this yes mexico in general absolutely 100 percent um in terms of oaxaca city if we weren't living through a pandemic then yeah i could totally live there longer term but i am getting the ping to like become more self-sufficient as we enter these like artificial food shortages and you know i don't know the like the problem with um a corrupt government which all governments are corrupt actually i meant to touch on that with the safety question like do you feel safe i feel much safer in mexico overall despite any amount of crime than i feel in canada australia you know these rich european countries where the government is corrupt and it's hidden behind um you know behind closed doors the corruption in Mexico is much more in your face. You have access to it. Like if you get stopped by a cop, you give him a couple bucks and you go on your way. You know, like it if in Mexico, I feel like the corruption is for better or worse. You get, you know, it's kind of just a part of daily life. You know what you're getting. Whereas in Australia, in Canada, you are, it's like for the elite it's hidden behind closed doors people pretend it doesn't exist whereas it hella exists and the tyranny that i'm seeing in those countries to me is terrifying so i choose not to participate in that kind of danger that to me is real danger you know the camps that they're building no thank you the vaccine that they're giving you the choice you can't see my air quotes but I'm putting them up. The choice to get, no thanks. Um, the more I look at like the the nature of the culture in these like highly westernized countries, first world countries, it's a complete joke. Like the tax levels off the chain to pay for what the healthcare system that is rooted in cut, burn, poison, where you can actually like get your kids taken away from you if you don't put them into chemo and radiation if they get cancer it's so baffling the whole culture is so disturbing to me that i just it i want nothing to do with it so this the the dangers of mexico that are like the daily crimes that people commit because they are trying to feed their family i'll take that any day over like anything to do with Trudeau okay um what else is the food organic there quality of meats pasture raised um obviously not all the food is organic there is access to a lot of organic food there are a lot of incredible farms there are regenerative farms there are organic shops um I mean I've heard people living 
in all different states in Mexico. Um, just basically, you want to get to know farmers. You want to get to uh, you get you ask questions and you probe a little bit. Like anywhere, there's a lot of BS as well. Um, but overall, yeah, th- there is great quality food. Um, the next question is cost of living, rent prices. I have said this before, I am not the person to ask in terms of like cost of living because I just, I'm not, I don't budget, I don't look at my bank statements, I don't, I just don't operate that way. I can say that overall the cost of living and rent is dramatically less. The cost of living in Oaxaca I know is on the rise because so many expats are moving there. Um, it's still significantly cheaper than places like Mexico City. Um, and rent prices, they really depend. Like, I'll be honest, I have a great, great deal at the moment. I pay $250 US per month, which is about what I was paying per week in Australia. Um, so that's good. But that kind of rent isn't common anymore that that cost of like that amount of rent it really is on the rise so there are other places like i i know a lot of people are moving to veracruz the state of veracruz because it's more like the prices of oaxaca used to be um but it really depends like it depends what your income is like where it comes from if you can work freelance for a company abroad in um you know, a first world communist country like Canada or Australia or increasingly the US, um, then it's very livable, like beyond livable. Um, but working, I mean, there's the the dramas of coming into Mexico and taking a local job. I'm not really going to get into that. I think there are pros and cons to any really conversation. Um but you will definitely get some heat if you come into a town looking for work and you don't have a work visa or you know you're a foreigner taking a job from a local there is definitely some dramas around that um but more so the cost the minimum wage is so low it's like five dollars a day or something so it's not really feasible to just move to Mexico and find a job. So if you work online or you work for a company abroad, then it's incredible. It, it, it's incredible the 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 conversion of what you can get, especially like if you're getting a live a living wage in Australia, but you're living in Mexico, then yeah, you're good to go. Um, safety for women i mean i touched on the safety i will say there is definitely like a what's the word i think in general it's a pretty misogynistic culture i've heard this from um, a lot of people particularly women that have lived in mexico long term um i can't really attest to it like i haven't been a part of the mexican dating scene or you know been too engaged in that so I don't really know but I do know um, a lot of women have shared that um, like after dark you don't really want to walk by yourself as a woman Um, there's a culture and I don't think you don't want to pigeonhole an entire 
like all men all mexican men but there is the general kind of like objectification of women um that permeates relationships and marriages i don't think that applies to um i don't think that applies to all men in mexico but i have heard this repeatedly as being an issue so um yeah safety for women i think i do feel safe but again i don't go out after dark and i haven't really dabbled in the dating scene so i don't know um why the next question is why a specific area over others i mean i chose oaxaca very intuitively um i'm open to moving i just feel great there and i like feel a great sense of community and the food's amazing and yeah i think my soul was called there and i have work to do there um i mean like soul work and i don't think it's the answer for everyone but i personally am enjoying it a lot um any regrets moving to mexico is the next question and nope no regrets okay just gonna shut that question page and open the new one i think i've answered all of those okay what else would you still recommend moving there especially for getting away from the vaccine and covid policies um in terms of the whole covid thing 100 percent um i cannot predict the future so for all i know the day you arrive here you know the government is gonna go gung-ho on all this crazy new world order shit and that could happen but in terms of what has happened being the only thing we can really um use to inform us of where things are going things are really good here um there, they they did have a lockdown before I got here. I think the very beginning of COVID. Um, but like I said, nothing has been enforced in terms of like, you know, the clot shot and even coming into the country, not needing a PCR test to me speaks volumes about what's going on and the intention and the way that they're going to proceed in the future. Um, does it make Mexico a potential target? Maybe. Um, I would not suggest moving here and living in a big city. I, like I said, I actually think Oaxaca City is too big a big of a city if there's another pandemic. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't move here and like settle in Mexico City. But in terms of how things have gone and how things are going the masks is really the only thing lingering in Oaxaca and the as a country they've taken away like the whole country's in green like there's this you know all this bs about red zones and orange yellow zones or whatever the whole country's green but there still is persistent um mask wearing because people have become fully indoctrinated into this like you know it i mean it happened in china and without wanting to go too deep into it this is the new world order is the ushering into like the world of surveillance china where they all wear their masks you know 
They're good little sheep. Everything's um, recorded. If you do the bad thing, you get a slap on the wrist. You get the fine. You get, you know, you lose your social credit points. You can't take the train. You can't get a job. Um, it's very much Black Mirror, that episode where the girl gets like completely ostracized because she starts doing, you know, the things that don't get her the points. And I'm just so not interested in participating in a world like that. Um, and I think in general, Mexico's a very, very far away. A lot of countries probably are, but from having the infrastructure to even implement anything like that, um, you know, it requires resources, money. It requires um, everyone having access to technology. It requires it requires a lot and we're seeing these things very fast-tracked in first world countries with a lot of active and enthused participation from the population so in terms of all that yeah i feel great about all this stuff in mexico there the government has not participated in the whole russia ukraine charade like they've not taken sides they've not made statements they're just like not engaging in the dramas of um of the world at the moment so for now i feel fantastic here and yeah and i mean the end of this email um says i'm so scared to take the leap and just do it i'm really feeling the pull to be brave enough to go so look life is full of forks in the road and difficult decisions you're making a decision either way like it's kind of like when you have to leave um a bad relationship like we we'd rather stay in what we know is bringing us misery than risk the unknown and i can speak from example i love australia i love what the country used to be i was ready to put down roots and live there forever i the weather is great you know well it was great before all the weather manipulation um the beach i feel at home in australia i felt at home and so leaving wasn't i won't say it was difficult because i've flexed my trust muscle enough in this lifetime that when i know it's time to go i just know it's time to go um but Oh yeah, I could speak from example that when I got to Mexico, my nervous system was fried and I didn't even realize how much of a toll it was taking to be in a country where I felt like I was, it was imploding. The country is imploding and I don't say that lightly. Like this things that are going on behind the scenes that like the amount of synchronistic things I was shown about Australia prior to leaving was off the chain like hearing snippets of conversations hearing things from real estate agents like left right and center i was like okay 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 life i get it i hear okay 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 i hear you yep 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 i'm i'm leaving and yeah but i what i didn't realize is how basically in fight or flight i was operating knowing these things but not leaving so when you know you have to do something even if it's scary you just have to do it and I'm not saying to anyone who's listening that you absolutely have to leave your country. I'm saying you do have to tune in to what feels true to you and honor that. 
And for some people, it's staying. And for some people, it's going. But what you have to do is honor the truth of your like human somatic experience tune into your body and ask your body and and of course the mind is gonna and sometimes the mind comes in a split second after the body's knowing so the body might say go and then the mind's like no 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 no, no. Hey, hey 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 we've you know we've put a down payment on this house or we're, we're almost done paying the house off or um i have a job here or you know i'm going to lose this or there's always the mind is always going to come in sometimes like a quarter of a second after the somatic knowing and the practice is to spend more time in the body listening to the body and trusting the body and coming home to the body so that when the body says go you can be like okay mind okay, you know, I know, I know you really like the house we just bought, mind, I know that, but we trust the body. Um, The body is our compass in this life, it knows. The mind has the stories, it has, you know, houses the ego, it houses the fears and the beliefs and the conditioning and the body is, needs to be trusted. So, Whatever practices you need to do to come home to the body, I highly recommend dance. It's changed my life. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, this is kind of what I, I talk about day in and day out. And these practices to calm the nervous system because you don't want to make choices out of fear either. Like, if you're running away from your country because you're terrified of the shedding or the this or the that, there's always going to be scary things in the world and there's always going to be um you're always going to have access to safety fundamentally but it's it's not really about that like the dichotomy of safe and unsafe exists everywhere so it's coming home to the body first trusting the body and when the body says go you go and that applies to everything relationships jobs um countries everything when the body says stay you stay and when the body says go you go and sometimes the body will say um stay because there is trauma to resolve and you're you know you're engaging in a trauma bond or you're engaging in something but ultimately there's no mistakes because the situations that we're in are here to teach us and help us grow and so as long as you're you know deeply devoted to truth and healing you can do that anywhere but the goal really is to let the body communicate and from that place trust life so um i know the email that sparked this whole podcast um there seems to be a great desire to leave and so to that i say trust life and let go of attachments to people places and things and in my experience life embraces you with open arms when you trust it so whatever that trust looks like if it means to go or to stay uh my only advice is to honor that and yeah what an ex like what an exciting life we're all living at the moment that we chose you know we chose this incarnation all this polarity, all this craziness is all here for a reason. It's to wake us up. The shit we've been doing has not been working. And ultimately, only the truth has legs. So it might take a while. And that's kind of how I'm seeing it is literally my drive at the moment is just to stay unpunctured, 
centered. Keep using every trigger as an opportunity to cultivate inner peace. And personally, I am loving the chapter in Mexico. I am very happy I made the move. Um, Yeah, I think we'll leave it at that for today. I answered all the questions that were submitted. I feel like that is a pretty accurate life update. Um, Yeah, I'll be back in Mexico early July. I'm here in Colombia for a couple of weeks for a retreat and a big hike and to check out some beaches, even though it is hella cloudy today. Um, But yeah, I hope you enjoy that episode. I have nothing else to say. Okay, bye.